Hey everybody, it's Evangelist Andy here. Are you ready for the grand finale of Holy Week? It's Resurrection Sunday. Listen, I read all of these accounts and uh, yeah, we're going to have to go through this thing because they all had something major to say about what happened on that Sunday morning. And so I want you to get your heart, your mind, and your soul right. Because when we come back, it's time for the rundown. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's funny how everything changed. Now, all the Synoptic Gospels agree that Mary Magdalene was there. Um, In the book of Matthew, um, he adds other Mary was there and other women. Um, In the book of Luke, he adds not only was Mary, the mother of James, there with Mary Magdalene, but also Joanna. She was also there um, at the tomb when it was discovered that the stone had been rolled away. Now, according to Matthew, there was an earthquake 
And the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and then he rolled the stone away. So a a few of them say that uh, when she got there, the stone was rolled away. But Matthew says that she witnessed the stone rolling away, and that she was afraid her and the guards because remember they they had a watch going (laughs) and according to Matthew that they were afraid the angel that came down his countenance was like lightning and his raiment meaning his clothes were white as snow and when when that happened the guards according to Matthew played dead they just laid out passed out like if we play dead they won't bother us and When the angel of the Lord saw that Mary was afraid, he told her, be not afraid. And he said, I know you're looking for Jesus, but he's not here. He has risen. And so she's uh, a little excited about it because she's like, oh, my God, he's risen. But then she's like, what does it mean that he's risen? And so the angel says to tell the disciples to meet him in Galilee and they will see him there. And then the angel left and she left and they were all telling that she was trying to get to the disciples while she's on her way. Jesus meets her on the on the road, but he is not in the body that she knows. So when she comes across this man and he's talking to her, um, she doesn't recognize him at first and then he calls her name and says Mary and then she realized that it was Jesus and her and all the other women they bow down and worship him and she tries to touch him and he's like no you cannot touch me before the time like he's in his holy body so you can't taint it Mary (laughs) no matter how much you happy that he is risen you cannot taint the body and so he tells her like look tell the disciples to meet me in Galilee meanwhile the guards who were playing dead they get up and meet with the chief priest they tell them everything that happened the chief priest then calls the elders and and the Pharisees and so they decide that they're not gonna like look this is where this story ends okay you're not about to go running around here telling people that he done raised from the dead so what we're gonna do if anyone asks the governor or any of the people we're gonna tell them that the disciples stole the body and to ensure that you keep your story straight, that they stole the body, here is some money. You notice that the that the Pharisees were always bribing people with money. That's how they got um, Judas to betray. And so now they're paying off the guards to say that the disciples stole the body. And there's this extra line <laughs> in Matthew that states... Jews of today still believe this, that Jesus didn't raise from the dead, but that the disciples had stolen his body. Now, in the book of Mark, um, there's a mention of a dinner after Jesus appears uh, to Mary and the other Mary and possibly Joanna. Uh, he then meets two other disciples way across town. Um, they're out looking for food and everything. They're trying to sustain themselves while in hiding. And Jesus meets them on the road. They talk to him about Jesus and the resurrection. <laughs> and then 
um, he, they invite him to dinner in this town that they're in and he sits and has dinner with them and the funny thing is that um, they didn't recognize that it was Jesus not until he broke the bread and when he broke the bread that's when they realized it was him because he broke the bread exactly how Jesus did at the last supper and then he revealed himself to them and once they realized it was Jesus boom he was gone so <laughs> he he appeared to them and then he he was gone and according to Luke um after he appeared to the the two disciples, then he revealed himself to the rest of the disciples. They were in hiding, as I mentioned, because Jesus had just been crucified and they felt they were next on the list. So they had to get out of town and they were in hiding, trying to regroup and say, what do we do now with the ministry? <laughs> okay, Do we keep going or what do we do? Um, we're waiting on a word. And so now everyone's in the secret place and they have all the doors locked and all the windows so no one can get in um, that shouldn't be there and as they're all gathering and the two disciples are talking about how they uh, met Jesus across town and had dinner with them many of them did not believe the disciples always suffered with faith issues <laughs> and as they're saying they don't believe Jesus appears in the room. Now, remember I said these doors was locked <laughs> and Jesus appeared in the room. Okay. And so now they're astonished. At first they thought it was a ghost. And he the first thing he says is peace be unto you. Jesus always came in peace. That's why part of our armor is to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Everywhere we go, you must go in peace because uh, God is peace. Okay, he's the God of peace. He's the Prince of Peace, the Irene. Okay, that's what peace is. And so once he comes in and he reveals himself, then he teaches them another lesson about their unbelief, their hardened hearts of not believing what he said, that he would be raised. And so he was teaching even in after the grave. <laughs> Jesus was a teacher by nature. So he teaches. Now, while he's in here teaching this lesson, guess who is not there? Thomas. The disciple Thomas was not there. It doesn't say where he was, but he was not there in the room at that time. And so when Jesus revealed himself, then he then as quickly as he appeared, he was gone. So now Thomas enters the room and everybody's talking about how Jesus was just there. <laughs> and he don't he the one that missed him okay don't you miss Jesus I'm trying to help somebody don't miss Jesus and so now Thomas is like I'm not gonna believe y'all saw Jesus unless I see him and I can stick my finger in the holes uh where the nails were and I can stick my finger in the side and then I believe and as soon as he says that Jesus reappears and then the, he says come here Thomas stick your your finger through the holes in my hand and stick your finger in the hole in my side he's like ye have seen so ye believe but blessed are they that believe and have not seen oh my god 
we are blessed. Jesus done blessed us already. First, he prayed for us on the way to the garden. And then he blessed us. I thank God for Jesus. Somebody give him some praise right there because you're blessed. <laughs> now, when you tell people I'm blessed, you really are. You are you are speaking Bible. Okay. <laughs> and so now he... um he tells them, meet me in Galilee. You know, come on, we still got to go to Galilee. And as they're going, they're thinking of um, all the things that the lessons and Jesus teaches them mighty lessons and he charged them. He charged all disciples. This is where we enter into the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission of Jesus Christ? The Great Commission is to go into all the world and to make more disciples and then baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness, the Great Commission is so beautiful. We gonna have to, I'm going to have to do an episode on just the Great Commission so that you know what your mission is given by Jesus as a disciple. Uh, (laughs) And so he gives the great commission. He does many uh, more signs, wonders, and miracles. And then he um, tells them, um, it's time for me to ascend. And as he's there with all his disciples, those that believe in him, he ascends into the heavens and as they're watching some are crying some are happy and overjoyed because they're witnessing the word of the Lord and two angels appear and they say to the disciples uh, why are you crying the same one that ascends shall descend meaning he's coming back And that's another thing that we have to get into our heads and that we need to spread that word. That's why it's so important to be a disciple, to give your life to Christ, because he's coming back. (laughs) He's coming back. Somebody say it. He's coming back. And so right before he um, ascends, he tells the disciples, now go to Jerusalem. And wait on the promise of the Father. And the promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit. That's the third of the triune God. You have God the Father, God the Son, who is Jesus, and God, Holy Spirit. All right, that's your rundown. When we come back, (laughs) we're going to dig deep and get the takeaway. How can we use this, the resurrection of Jesus, what happened on that Sunday and everything uh, that is useful for us in this day and this time. So I hope you got your heart, your mind and your soul right because we're going to dig deep. Here are your three takeaways. Number one, God can do the impossible. Number two, God will meet you on your way to purpose. And number three, God will never leave you 
nor forsake you. Let's deal with number one. God can do the impossible. They had sealed the tomb. They had guards standing watch. And yet in steel, Jesus was still resurrected. God can do what they say that he can't do. And no matter what the enemy does to try to stop you, God is a way maker. He made a way. He waits to resurrect while still being guarded. Even if you feel like you're in a tomb, even if you feel like you're in a prison, God will make a way for you. He will open up doors that man has closed. He will open up the windows of heaven for us. He can do anything but fail. Uh, the The thing about his impossible is because of his word. His word would not return to him void. If he said he would do it, then consider it already done. If God has promised you something and you're trusting and believing him for something, continue to stand on that word and your faith regardless of what it looks like regardless of what it feels like you have to trust in God to know that he is working on your behalf what the doctors of this world says does not matter when the doctor above all doctors has the last word we must trust him he can do anything he's the same God of yesterday today and for evermore the same God that was able to take a barren woman and make her pregnant is the same God that was able to split a sea and allow millions of people to cross it the same God who was able to send the plagues in order to get the liberty for his people listen sometimes you got to look at it for what it is it was through the plague that the people The chosen people were set free. It took that one particular plague to affect Pharaoh. And he said, your people can go. (laughs) God can do anything. Let the Lord fight your battles, okay? The battle is not yours, for it is the Lord's. Oh, my God. Number two, God will meet you on your way to purpose. Listen. (laughs) Mary was on her way. The two disciples were on their way. The 11 disciples were sitting there waiting. And even Thomas, they were all on their way. And God met them. Jesus met them as Mary was being obedient and following the instructions of the angels. God met her on the road as the disciples were being obedient and being fishermen as they were uh, nature to be God met them and they had dinner with him and he broke bread with them uh, as the eleven were waiting and hiding and scared he came into a locked room and said peace be unto you no matter how you have locked the door of your heart God can still come in. There is still a way. He's a way maker. How else can you explain the woman with the issue knowing exactly where Jesus was? When the law said any woman that had issues of blood should have been isolated and quarantined and locked down and no one talked to her, no one share anything with her until her issue is gone okay but she still was able to know 
with the godly GPS where Jesus was in order for her to make it through the press and to be made whole from just one touch of Jesus as we're on our way in our purpose. God is meeting us every step of the way. When the times are rough, he is there. When the times are good and it's time to celebrate, he is there. He will never leave us nor forsake us, which brings us to number three. He made a promise as he educates us, as he gives us more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, he tells them to wait on the promise of the Father. God has promised us. He said that the Holy Spirit would never leave us nor forsake us. He can't leave us. He dwells within us. He is the greater and the greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It's because of Holy Spirit that we are able to discern situations whether we should go there or not, hang with them or not, date them or not, take this job, take this house, buy this car. It is Holy Spirit because he knows the mind of God. And so he's our connection. (laughs) to the spiritual and when he tells us and brings scripture into our remembrance he's reminding us of the promise that Jesus said everything that I have heard of my father I have made known unto you sometimes we may forget certain things that we were told because the our Um, What we're doing doesn't require us to tap into that knowledge. But oh, let the right situation come. The right bill, the right circumstance, the right relationship problem. And the Holy Spirit will tap into what you have already uh, saved up in your spirit. It's just like a spiritual bank. We make deposits of faith. We make deposits of obedience. And at the right time, the Holy Spirit will know when to make a withdrawal. And so the promise has come. Holy Spirit is here. He dwells in each and every one of us. And Pentecost is on the way. Oh my goodness. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be not afraid, but peace be unto you. Peace in your mind to know it's all working together for your good. Peace in your heart to know that last heartbreak didn't come to break you, but it came to reshape you and to remold you so that you could know the difference between real love and fake love. Can I get a witness, somebody? This is what you take away. God is in control and God takes care of his people. No matter what your situation or circumstance is, God cares about you, God loves you, and God sacrificed for you. Why? Because you're worth it. (laughs) Listen, know your worth. (laughs) Take that away. Know your worth in everything. Don't let anybody undersell you, undercut you. And, and God, he, he, hype, he hype you, okay? He recommends us. He's our biggest cheerleader. And we should be his biggest worshipers because he has done so much to us and for us. And he's not a man that he should lie. So when he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, you can bet on that. He's always here. And he's always willing 
and he's ready for us to come back to him. And so it is my prayer that you were encouraged. Take away that God is with you every step of the way of this journey. If you have any prayer requests, leave me a voice message. I have so many praise reports today and I am so excited and on fire for the kingdom. I can't wait to pray for people. Anytime that I get a praise report that on yesterday they asked me to pray, uh, touch and agree that their brother would get out of the hospital and today they let me know that he is out of the hospital and at home and it was less than 24 hours because I counted them (laughs) I checked the receipts (laughs) and just glory to God for not only hearing our prayers but also answering the prayers and not only answering the prayers but giving us a yes Lord Jesus I praise him for the yes I praise him for the no's and I praise him for the wait not right now (laughs) This is the last episode of the second season, and I want to thank each and every one of you guys in the 19 countries that have been supporting and listening to this podcast uh, from USA all the way to the Netherlands. Oh my gosh! And we're going to do even more big things in the kingdom. So stay tuned because the next episode start season three. I hope you battle ready. If God asked you what he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? What would you say? Do you, do you know? Then say his name, just call his
like a dash cam Where necessary He's even kind of my redeemer And salvation Artificial of my faith Ultimate sacrifice Yeah, he paid the price For God so loved the world that he gave His only begotten son That whosoever believed in him Should not perish but have everlasting life What is his name? What is his name? Who do men say that I am? What do you call him in your time of trouble? What do you call him?